and I basically just interact with my followers in the same manner that I would interact with like a good friend. Like if my good friend told me, I hate what you're wearing, I would never be like, you stupid bitch and go off on a 10 minute tangent and be like, what are you wearing? Da, 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 da. I would just be like, girl, shut the fuck up. And then we would move yeah. on. <laughs> like the best way to make a community is treat them like your friends. What's up, guys? Howdy, brothers. Welcome back to another episode of Whiskey and Water. Soon to be the socially ambitious podcast. I have to keep reminding everyone because we're going to have to want... find a, a new way to make a sign for us. S <laughs> with our... We're like doing W's with our hands right now. Um, we're gang signs. It's fine. No, seriously. I am really excited to rebrand, though. I think that's going to be really fun. We have needed a rebrand for a long time. If you guys watch our YouTube, I think we mentioned this already, but like our YouTube intro is still the one from 2019, which was four years ago now. And we are just, it's just, it's so cute. I love it. It's so nostalgic. It is. But like, <laughs> we need an update. It's time. I want, I want to go that hard for a new intro. Like oh, it's, man. I know, yeah. I know. It's, it's so lot, fire. It's so fun. Shout out PD. Who remembers PD? The OG brothers. The OGs remember. now podcast daddy zach tassler shout out zach we love him he will always have a special place in our heart he like helped us just filling in the the newer brothers but he really helped us get this podcast like up and going like we had no idea what we were doing when we first launched and good times good times and he he donated he like he did it for free for so long he basically just believed in us so hard that he like just came in as a partner and just (laughs) Put in sweat equity into whiskey and water. What an angel. We love him. Shout we out should Zach. just send him a Venmo today. Just so like a- <laughs> We're like, when the podcast pops up, we got you, Zach. Like, you're going to the top of us. Us still not making a dollar from the podcast. <laughs> We're like, still taking you to the top, Zach. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to fucking pee myself. Ooh, that's funny. Okay. Anyways, you guys, we have a, such a great episode for you. As always, we have on a TikTok mastermind, Santina. She is the social media manager for Dr. Miami. If you haven't been living under a rock, if you're on TikTok, you definitely know who Dr. Miami is. Big plastic surgeon. He is popping off on TikTok, all thanks to Santina, the, mm-hmm. his social media manager. And it's really cool to hear. You know, this is the second guests in a row actually who are in like the law school to like social media pipeline yeah and And we've had and we've had them before too like we've we've had a lot yeah ibianga too from tart so interesting like maybe this is a thing well you know what's funny is that i went on a podcast last week and i was talking about my story and i was like yeah well like when i first went into college i was doing poli sci i wanted to go to law school like I'm like, oh my god, it's me. I am the pipeline. Um, thank god I didn't fucking do that. Really interesting though, right? Yeah, so interesting. So yeah, definitely make sure you guys listen to the whole episode. Take a screenshot, let us know you're listening. If you liked it, leave us a review. We love seeing reviews. I don't think we've gotten one in a while, so make our day. Leave us a review. Yeah, yeah, guys. (laughs) We're fishing for compliments. (laughs) Give us some fucking compliments. Let's keep this thing going. Um, other than that. Let's do a little squirt, squirt, ketchup. Let's do it. Um, I think so. Last time, I think last time we spoke, it had it. Was it my birthday or was it that? It had already Ew, been. I my think. Birthday. Okay. Um, birthday already passed. Nothing else to update you guys. <laughs> um, I missed Just my missed flight, flight this morning. <laughs> I missed my flight this morning to whatever uh, Miami. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, I'm telling you, like the minute like that's one thing went wrong i was like hmm, i feel like i'm not supposed to be on this flight Fair. Um, and like multiple things happened to transpire for me to not get on that flight um and <laughs> you know it's funny is that i found some uh mushrooms in my bag afterwards <laughs> and i was like i wonder if i would have gotten arrested <laughs> maybe that's why i didn't get on the flight is because i had Were mushrooms actual, in my carry-on like um they were they're chocolates but they're marked magic like oh, it, nice. it's in like the the magic mushroom wrapping. i'm dead 
so, that is so like, funny. Yeah. Even if someone looked at them, you would tell that they're psychedelic. Maybe that was the reason. Maybe, Maybe the next call I would have gotten from you was a, jail, a bond. Ba- ba- bail bail me out. <laughs> yeah. 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 So everything happens for a reason. Honestly, like, yeah, as much as I never want to miss a flight, it also almost happened to me last week when I was coming back from North Carolina and I was just like, it is what it is. Yeah. I stressed for like <laughs> two seconds. Like I shed, I shed a quick tear and then I was like, why am I fucking stressed? I don't even need to be who stressed cares? right now. Like who cares? <laughs> and then I was like, this is happening for me, not to me. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I like did not even stress about it past that. Cause I was like, Love I don't have that. anything. It's not like I have anything to do today. Like it sucks that I'm going to have to go back to the airport tonight and like do it all over again sort of thing. But like, you know, there's like worse things. Yeah. At least like, at least I'm not like late. Like at least we didn't have like a shoot today or something like mm-hmm. that you know so it is what it is it is what it is she said she's texting me like hey miss my play blah, blah, blah. i'm like okay, okay no problem yeah like, i was like okay <laughs> just another day <laughs> um so fun love that well i'll see you tomorrow you're saying it you're saying it yeah <laughs> maybe i shouldn't say what you're saying That's no one knows the, brothers, the brothers can come hang out <laughs> no one knows where anyone lives yeah i'm staying with okay Taylor. So other than that, I had a fun weekend. I had a wedding weekend. It's funny because originally, actually, you guys, today was supposed to be my original wedding date. No, oh my god, ten twenty? Is today ten twenty three? Yes, it's oh ten twenty three. You guys, this wow. is my day. My I see Thank the numbers ten. God, we pushed that back. No, literally, I'm like, I'm so happy I pushed it back. Anyways, um. Yeah, today was supposed to be my original wedding day. Like, in theory. Like, I don't think I ever actually, like, had it set in stone. But, like, the idea was to do it today. But it's also a Monday, so that would have been fucking stupid. Anyways, went to a wedding this weekend. It was so much fun. We went with all of Tyler's friends. And this was, like, we've we've gone to a lot of his friends' weddings. But they were, like, kind of, like, the random kind of added the group friends who, like, a few of our friends were going. This was the first wedding that was, like the whole crew like and his fo- his like high school football team they're basically a frat I realized like uh-huh. the way they're all like frat still friends still talk every day like that like brotherhood vibe I'm like this is a frat this is <laughs> basically is what it is but it was so much fun I mean we were just like laughing all weekend we stayed in a huge Airbnb with like 14 of us dude you and... just like, don't get experiences like that often you know what I mean oh. we're like like and that's why I feel like weddings are like so special and so important especially Mm -hmm. as you age because like it's like one of the only things that like people make time for travel for spend money on like make sure that they're showing up for yeah Yeah. like it's like when else are you gonna like rent a fucking airbnb with 14 of your friends as an adult you know like that shit i did in college and that was so much fun but like you know it's just so rare that we get to do that these days and it's like i could tell you had such a great time it looks so fun oh my god we were just like non-stop laughing and his friends are just they're all fucking clowns and they're all like just so close that it's just non-stop just just craziness and just hilarious mm-hmm. um so yeah really great time um and it honestly just got us so excited for ours i got tyler really excited which was nice because he was like oh okay like this Bell is time. the point Bell yeah time. he's like okay all my friends in one place fucking around having such a good time you know just yeah like the, that's I'm the whole point so excited yeah it got us it got us very excited I'm a little you know it did make me like realize like how overwhelming it probably is because like not only is it going to be like that group of friends it's going to be like my group of friends and then plus like his family plus my family and like I could see I could see myself getting a little like socially exhausted from like being the center of attention the entire fucking weekend like I could do for a few hours but then it's like it's a lot it's it a, is lot. a lot yeah it's a lot i'm a little worried about that but yeah. it'll be fine it'll it'll be like, great as long as you set good boundaries <laughs> with like yourself and like i think that i mean for you specifically just like setting aside like an hour to like do a grow and like yeah eat. like, like i think you'll be good you just need to decompress and then you'll yeah i'm also planning like the venue schedules activities like they have activities you can do on site and off site so i'm fully planning on scheduling a yoga class the morning the day of so we can all just like meditate set our intentions for the day and like yeah and just like totally be grounded so that'll be fun force everyone to do the uh 
April journal journal yeah. prompts. I'm like, now we're all gonna do our journal exercises. Seriously. <laughs> but oh my god, yeah. I'll be I'll be a certified yoga teacher by then. I'll lead the flow. Oh my god, you can lead it. Slay. Slay. Okay, moving on to random Amazon purchases of the week. What do you got for us? Um, my Amazon purchase of the week is snail mucin. I finally caved. And Wait, did you make sure you didn't get the fake one? I no, I got the right one because I ordered it from Amazon. Not fucking. I don't. Not like TikTok I won't succumb to TikTok. Show. I will, but not except yet. we literally talked about on the last episode how we yeah. Did. And I'm like, mm. no, actually, the, I think the first thing I am going to get from TikTok shop is the um the hot tool that's like a curling. It like looks like a blow dry brush, but it's a hot tool. I feel like that's pretty slay. I'm gonna try that. I haven't seen it. Damn, I'll send it to you. It looks lit. I feel like okay. you would like it actually, because then you could just like the thing is like I think it just makes doing your hair a little bit easier, like because instead it gives you like the blowout look without using a blow dryer and having your oh, hair. Oh, interesting. Wet. You know what I mean? Love that. Yeah. Slay. Yeah. So yeah, mine was okay. snail mucin, and <laughs> I will report back on how it enhances my skin. Let us know. I'm very curious. Okay, my random purchases are doggy diapers because Bailey got her period. <laughs> and okay, this is more of a pro tip. This is the best stain remover I've ever found in my life. It literally mm. is magic. Mm. It is actually made to go into like the green machine, um, like stain steamer. The, have you seen that? It's uh... like it's like this device. Oh, the stain remover is a device? No, the it's made for a device. It's made for the Bissell Little Green Multipurpose Portable Carpet and Upholstery Cleaner. Wait, will you send me that link? Yes. <laughs> so so that's mind. that's the machine but, yeah. that this cleaner is made to put in, but I don't use it for that. I just buy the cleaner, the cleaner. and spot and spot treat with it. So it's B- Bissell, is how you say it, yeah. right? Bissell. And Dude, when I say this shit is magic, it is magic. Bissell Professional Spot and Stain Plus Oxy Portable Machine Formula. 32 fluid ounces. Wow. 32 fluid ounces. Wow. I just re-upped on it because it's just, it's crazy. It's magic. You, you watch the stain just disappear. So, yeah, that's my random purchase. Also, my pro tip. Slay. Send me the link because... <laughs> I will. I I need to clean my freaking my vintage couches. They've been taking an L ever since Kaya and Nugget sprint around on them. Yeah, yeah, that's will happen. Okay, I think that's it. Shall we get into our interview with Santina? Let's do it. We'll see you guys on the other side. All right, guys, we are here with Santina, who is our TikTok expert. If, honestly, if you're on TikTok, I, you've 100% seen her TikToks. Um, we're so excited to have you here. She's also a local Miami girl as well. So it's always so nice connecting with our South Florida people. Um, but for our audience who doesn't know you, Santina, do you want to give them a little bit of an intro on who you are and what you do? Yeah. Oh my God. I don't even know how to describe myself, but (laughs) I was, I guess I was born and raised in Miami. I grew up like in a Cuban and Italian household. Um, I had like immigrant parents so throughout my life they were like you will go to law school medical school or business school and that's like your three options like happy birthday and I was like okay so I could read and write so I chose law school and that was like the path set before me since I was like really young and I graduated high school I ended up graduating like undergrad in two and a half years with like a double bachelor's in political science and religion I was working at this law firm getting like real life experience while simultaneously studying for the LSAT and I was like on that wayward path and uh, in the mean like as a side hobby kind of I was just posting on TikTok recreationally because I'm I've always been someone who's enjoyed posting on social media and I grew like a small following and I found that I didn't like the legal world, like actually working there, which I'm so grateful that I wasn't one of those people who like went to law school, then worked in the legal world. Like I got the real life experience. I realized I didn't like the day to day of it. And so I decided to use my kind of social media following to leverage a position as a social media manager. And 
I saw Dr. Miami was hiring one, so I applied. I wrote this whole cover letter, like <laughs> basically explaining my shit and like begging him to hire me, and he did. And the rest is history. <laughs> that is so funny. I I you guys should like you and Dr. Miami should pull up that letter and like just kind of like see how far you've come since then because like you like have your own like cult following. Like whenever I come across like Dr. Miami's videos, I'll look at the comments and it's always like I hope Santina got a raise for this one. Like people are just like vying for you in the comments and that's just like that's so cool to see and I think it's really unique to see like you never see like the person that's actually behind the account getting their flowers, you know? Right. Um, but that's so cool. So how has that experience been for you? How long have you worked for him? I got hired in July of 2022. So it's been just over a year. Nice. And, and um, go ahead. No, wait, what were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just curious how like from, you know, like, from the beginning like how, what that kind of looked like versus what it looks like now because obviously you have a lot of um creative freedom I'd, I'd, I'd like to think and I'm I'm curious if like you had to kind of like fight for that creative freedom and be like no 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 like pushing for it or if he was always on board you know like kind of like what the creative process between you two looks like yeah so actually my job has changed a lot since I started because Number one, they had never hired someone to like full time kind of just do social media. Like everyone they had hired would do social media, but also like some administrative things and kind of like be with the patients and like, you know, like work in the office kind of in some capacity as well as do social media. And that's definitely how that's like the what I signed when I got the job, like I was like, yeah, I'll work administratively in the office as well as do the social media because at that point, like, I feel like the social media manager job kind of title, it's really grown so much in the last year. Like before it was like such a, it's like, like very, very little companies were hiring people to just do that. And like, even when they were, it was like, they were just like a speck of a bigger marketing team. And it wasn't like just one person doing whatever. So when I got hired, I was like a full-time employee and I was like texting patients like, girl, send me your before after, <laughs> as well as doing the TikTok. But eventually I kind of just like stopped. <laughs> I kind of just like, I just didn't like the administrative things. And it was like the caveat that I like agreed to because I wanted the job so bad. Like I wanted to get out of the legal field. So I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I, I was a paralegal, like I'm very good with emails and like organization. Like I could definitely work administratively. Like it doesn't matter. I don't have any medical experience, but I can figure it out. But, and then like, I don't know, three months into it, I'm like, I don't like talking to patients <laughs> and I don't like anything having to do with like the medical side. I just want to like do social media. So I kind of just like stopped doing it. And then they were like, what the fuck like why aren't you doing it and I was like I don't know like let's just make more videos <laughs> I kind of just like sidetracked them just like guess um, like a cute girl boss you're like I don't know what you're talking yeah. about <laughs> and then I at first it was like because we didn't find we didn't like understand each other's dynamic or what kind of content would work it was a lot of like trial and error error and it a lot of it took a lot of time like to make one video would take an hour and now because it's like a well-oiled machine, we could bang out like eight videos in an hour. So it's like, at some point I realized that me being a full-time employee, like here Monday through Friday, eight to six or whatever, it didn't make sense because it was a lot of like wasted time for me. And I couldn't get like new clients and this, that. Way. So I scaled back to three days a week and now I come in for like a couple hours, bang out the content and then I dip. And also we we just started our own podcast. So um, like one of the three days is me just coming in and filming the podcast. And so when I scaled back, I was able to get a second client. And like that client is even more flexible because it's just like a video quota. Like I have 15 videos a month I need to make. And so I can make that in like one day or three days and then never go again for the month. Um, and then as far as like creative direction, when I first got here, he was like very hesitant to like agree with me, you know, like I would be like, oh, we need to make this kind of content. And he'd be like, no, I like this kind of content. 
and I would be like, okay, let's make that kind of content. And we would make it, it would flop. And I would be like, what did I say? <laughs> and then he would be like, okay, fine. So I guess like through like a couple of those repeated scenarios, he was like, she might know what she's talking about. Or he would post something and I'd be like, that's not going to be received well. Like people might find that problematic. Like I could literally like uh, foresee like what the comments would be. I'm like, people are going to say, bah, bah, bah. people are going to say, bah, bah, bah. people are going to say, bah, bah, bah. and he'd be like, no, they won't. People don't look that deep into it post it and they would say x y and z and he was like damn that's crazy and i'm like i'm fucking chronically online like please take my advice <laughs> yeah that's such a great point because it's like i think the people who need social media managers and content creators the most are the ones who aren't on the platforms themselves and it's like mm -hmm. you can't expect to know something that you know nothing about so it, i love that it, you guys kind of went through this trusting process and learning curve and that eventually after you know him seeing that you know what the fuck you're doing and what you're talking about he finally started to put that trust in you because you can just tell from the tiktok account like he'll do i feel like i mean from at least an outsider's perspective it looks like he will literally do anything you tell him to do <laughs> and i think that's like the goal right like i think even us like owning a content creation agency it's like that's always the struggle is getting clients to just trust us you know so to like go on the profile and see that and see that he's so down for like the comedy and making fun of himself and making fun of others and just like really putting himself out there in that way is so great because it's working you know and it's just like proof that that works and when you trust someone who knows what they're doing it fucking works yeah yeah I will say like I'm super lucky he is very like while his online persona is like a character, it's it's very similar to how he is in person. Like he's not like this like stuffy doctor. Like he is, even like during his Snapchat days, he's like willing to put on however many costumes, <laughs> do like 60 million takes if necessary. Like he's committed to the bit. Yeah, he's committed to the bit. Like he literally is like a showman as a doctor. <laughs> so he's like very open to all kinds of ideas in fact sometimes I'm like we gotta ring I'm like the one that we gotta ring that in like you don't need to put on a song like I'm dead I'm I'm curious to know if they if they've seen the ROI from you know making these these TikToks and growing such a large account because in a way like he is an influencer in a way now you know because his platform is so large and established like have have you guys tracked sales and the amount of surgeries getting booked since the TikTok, you know, blowing up? So, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> they don't have, they don't have, like, a system. They don't have, like, they don't hire someone to do, like, SEO and kind of, like, track down, like, clicks and links and da 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 But they have said that, like, when, just, like, you know, anecdotally, when they look at like consultations and leads that like they get more leads when he's more active on social media and so when he's like not posting like there's less and when he does post there's more and we're not sure if those leads necessarily constitute people who book surgery but for sure there's more like potential people book booking surgery and there's like a bunch of like his patients will be like oh like I saw you on TikTok I love you on TikTok so like we know we have like that anecdotal kind of uh statistic but we don't have like real tracking yeah well if anything I also think like it's huge for brand awareness in general like if someone yeah. thinks about getting surgery and they're in Miami like they're going to think of the person you know that shows up on their for you page the most so I think even for brand awareness and credibility it's really incredible to see that's what I said to him too like that was my strategy going in because all those years before his content was Med medical content it was like snapchatting surgery showing before and afters so right, like, I remember that it was very surrounded around the practice and then I was like with my you know my political science background they say like one of the number one uh indicators that someone will win a re-election is if like or not a re-election sorry an election is if their name is known like the most important thing, especially in these like small elections where like people don't want to do research, da, da da da, it's like the name that's known, that familiarity is what wins because people once they get to the ballot are like, who the fuck is Amber? And they, they, they choose a name that they've just seen around that and also party identification. But 
you know, like if it's like, a, I don't know, some like a commissioner that it, it doesn't have like the party right. uh, affiliation, they pick the name they know. So I'm like, we need to bring that kind of energy to him because at this point, people already know like his work because it's been out there for however many years and it's easily accessed. You could find that anywhere on the Internet. So we just need to get his name back out there and like kind of associate Dr. Miami with plastic surgery. It's like unconsciously when people are thinking of going, like you're at least one of the options. Yeah, totally. I would love to know more about your creative process and kind of just what that looks like. Cause I know you have other clients too. Like I know you do um, fellows film lab, shout out to them, love them. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm just curious, like what that looks like when you're brainstorming for clients, whether that's like you going in once a month and doing the 15 videos, or if you know, you're going in a few times a week. So with Dr. Miami, the creative process was kind of like giving him my personality. So I, I gave him like, like, first of all, we would always like these like funny trending audios. And I kind of figured out through trial and error, like the, the kind of like sticks that people like to see. They like to see like the sugar daddy, like, like shtick. They like to see the me and him fighting. They like to see uh, the boyfriend who doesn't pay for surgery. So Dr. Miami beats him up. They like to see like those kind of things. So we were just like putting out a bunch of shit. And then we saw like what worked. They like to see him in this like fake beef with Chris Jenner. They like to see him like fantasizing over like Bad Bunny. But like these are just like things that I do. Like, you know, like, I just transposed my personality onto him. And as far as Bellows, Bellows was like a mind fuck because I, he like came to me because like I knew his ex girlfriend, whatever. And, uh, I was super down because I I gone to Bellows like I was like a patron of Bellows but I was like a casual film person you know like I didn't know the ins and outs of film so it's like hard to make content when you don't know what the fuck you're talking about so in the first sure. month I was like like I lived inside a Bellows film lab and I would just sit there like listen to like them talking to the customers and then go sit in the back and listen to like the developer talk to like the scanner and like I would ask them a million questions and also people in film are kind of like a little more <laughs> like oh but like they're they're gatekeep girl boss like a hundred percent literally so I'm like I would ask them questions and they'd be like how don't you know that like how are you the social media manager I'm like how am I gonna fucking know if you don't tell me like and I'm also so bad at Google like I like I could read something on Google but have you ever read a definition and like a word in the definition you don't know it like you need to define that word yeah. the moment I don't oh, know a word in a definition I'm not gonna learn that definition like I need to learn it from a person who could break it down for me so I was just always there and just asking questions seeing what works I think now I kind of got like a little bit of like the groove of things but I'm definitely still learning for Bellows I think it's like People like to see a lot of his customers are again, like they're not like super film people. They're like people like me who mm -hmm. like shoot on disposables. Maybe they want to get like a point and shoot. Da, da, da. So like we've transitioned to kind of like this like vloggish content where like we develop a role, see how it comes out. We explain like the basics of development and scanning, what scanner you should choose. Uh, I don't know. And then we have like these little funny ones in between, but it's more like of an educational kind of come to the store and we'll teach you <laughs> content. Yeah, which honestly, I think works really, really well for Bello specifically, because even myself, like I've been shooting film for years and like, I still don't know shit about film. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like hoping for the fucking best every time I like, you know, put a role in, you know what I mean? So I think that like making it such an inclusive space and like a space where you can like come and learn, I think is so smart because it is such a, like it can be, film is definitely a little pretentious and it's just scary, yeah. you know, when you don't know anything about it. And, and like Bello, when I spoke to him, I was like, what's your goal with Bello's Film Lab? And he's like, he's like my goal, my, like the reason I ever opened Bello's is like just to keep like film alive. He's like from Bello's Film Lab, like not his, he has a, he has like a camera rental business, but the film lab itself, he doesn't make that much money. Like 
it's just like to have that to be in the community to like have like an avenue where people can like come learn about film develop their film buy film buy cameras like now we've been putting on like community events like every other month on the last Sunday we do uh, an analog market we're about to have like Halloween just like a Halloween party that they do every year like he just likes to like have film out there so I'm like it doesn't make sense for me to come here learn everything about film and then make this like super super niche content that's like only gonna reach the people who are already invested in the film world like I want like everything I learn I want to teach them like at the same time so yeah it's kind of like taking people on your like journey of like learning film with you exactly I literally was gonna do a bit like like not film for dummies but like something like that where like I would go up to like the employees and be like explain this and then just like them condescendingly explain it to me and then post it (laughs) yeah and I feel like to that point it's so it's so important to know your audience and I feel like you're really good about that even like what you said for Bellos it's like it wouldn't make sense to you're almost like wasting resources by narrowing in on an audience that is already there you know versus expanding the reach and going for people who maybe not maybe might not be as educated but getting them into the community so I'd love to know what your insight is on I guess like knowing your audience and trying to understand your audience that's such a great question I feel like everything in marketing like you know, like now you can go to school and get like a social media degree or like a marketing degree in communications. And it felt like when I was trying to get into this like world, there were so many like these like to me, like stupid ass, like asinine kind of requirements, because in order to be like a social media manager or like even work in marketing or communications, I feel like it all boils down to do you know people? Because there are people who could like check that like, oh, I got a communications degree. They could check that off the like the list, but then you put them in the actual job and th- they can't do it because they right. just don't know people. And uh, I feel like when I, whatever job I choose, you know, because Bellows was like brought to me and like before Bellows, like a lot of other businesses had reached out to me to do their social media. But if I felt like there wasn't a fit, like I felt like I couldn't understand their niche or understand like, who they were speaking to that like I wouldn't take the job because I would be like it like I would do you a disservice because I wouldn't know I could never make content for men for example (laughs) like I could try my hardest but it would be so ingenuine to like you know me that like I I just wouldn't do it right and I probably couldn't make content for a split audience either like I make content for like women and like people basically like me like (laughs) 18 to 35 like like I make content for the women I know like me my Mm -hmm. mom (laughs) my cousin my aunt like you know um Bellows is a little bit of a split audience but I'll say like our following is mostly girls because his original following came from Danny Cleric and Danny Cleric has an all-girl following so I was like I can make content for them but uh like a tip like if you're trying to figure out like what content's gonna hit you have to like follow the people who already have the audience you want Mm -hmm. so like if you're targeting for example like women ages 18 to 35 who want to have plastic surgery and are on tiktok then you go and look at like other famous plastic surgeons or maybe people who make content about plastic surgery and like what I did, like I would follow them or like uh, like spend hours on their page so that my algorithm would like change. Mm. And it's nice because you could see like what of their content works and what doesn't work. So you can learn from like their hits and their misses. And like there's like certain doctors <laughs> that like I have been tracking their page for like the last year and a half. And I probably know their like analytics better than they do because I'm like <laughs> like what's their engagement like right now and like I'll just like randomly go check and I'll see like you know some of them have been in scandals and I'm like wow like I could have seen that coming from left field because like you posted this and that's like not in correlation with the people who watch you so like I would say if you want to make content 
for a certain audience and you want it to be received well, look at the people they're already watching. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. So that's I love that. I, yeah. I think the tip about like changing your algorithm is so smart because it's like, it's just like a hack instead of like having to like go search for like, cause also like when you search, like, let's say that you want to get into like the fitness realm, right. And you're searching fitness and fitness hacks and fitness girlies, blah, blah, blah. It's going to show you like relevant content and that's going to be like a great place to start, but you need to be like in the trenches of like, right. the content. like you need to understand like the nuance. You need to understand like the fucking drama that's going on. You need to understand the tea. Exactly. You need to know what fitness influencer dated who, who fucking photoshopped their body like it's it's deep you know like you've got to be deep in it and like the only way to do that is is being chronically online and tapping into like again the depths of these different niches so I think that's such a a sound tip for any like industry that you're kind of trying to like break into is just change like changing your algorithm and and I also just like engaging with content that like is aligned to like sometimes on my for you page if there's like a stupid fucking video I won't even like, even if I like liked it, I won't like it because I don't want to see more of it. You know what I mean? Me too. Yeah. It's just about like, you know, engaging with like what you want to see more of. Yeah. The algorithm on TikTok is like so, it's like so revolutionary because like not only is it like democratized. So like anyone with any amount of following for any reason could go viral. Whereas like, Mm on Instagram the threshold is way higher YouTube even higher like TikTok is pretty much like an even playing field but like their algorithm especially lately like now like the search bar like their SEO it's it's gotten so sophisticated that you could literally like you could learn everything there is to learn about a certain industry in like a week just by switching your algorithm you guys, Dude, the other bad. day, you know how everyone's always like, oh, like, it's listening to me because I'll have a conversation and then I'll see an ad or a TikTok for it. The other day, actually, this happened twice. This is scary. I thought <laughs> about something. I kid you not, the next day. And it was hyper-specific, too. I wish I could remember what it was, but it was hyper-specific. I had thought about something, and the next day, I saw, a, like, a full dedicated TikTok about it. I was like, and it happened twice. Like it's scary they're shit. Like, they're basically like predicting. Like, and the I'm human dead ass. Like yes, yeah, and it's like not too far off. Like AI is fucking smart. Like they could, they're a step ahead of me. Like they're basically in my fucking brain. So <laughs> just be be aware. It's well, like, also, the algorithm is too good. The search bar is like scary on point. I'll watch Great. a video about like. <laughs> It was like this video that I came across yesterday, just as an example, this girl being like, I went on a date with this influencer in Hawaii and I'm not going to give any details because, you know, I just want to keep it privacy, but like, you know, tells the story search bar, blah, blah, blah. Like the girl's <laughs> fucking full fucking name, fucking social security number, everything. And, and the girl's like, she's not out yet. So like, I don't want to talk about it. And then the search bar is like, I'm an outer. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, it's crazy. Hold on. I literally remembered what it was. You guys are going to die. I was in the shower and I was thinking about how people use loofahs versus washcloths. And I was like, just thinking like, damn, I don't know how anyone uses a washcloth, like team loofah, right? Like (laughs) loofah gang. This is what goes, this is what goes to your mind. The next, no, because I'm in the shower and I'm just like, God, I hate, like loofahs are the shit. I, the next day I see a four minute long video of this girl explaining why washcloths are better than loofahs. I'm like, what the actual fuck? But also that's creepy as hell because like, I'm sure that's not specific to your like niche or whatever. Like, why would that? It's not. Up? It's literally not. So whatever. That's like a I, really I, random thought. I, I digress, but it is scary. Um, I would love to know. I know you kind of tapped into, we talked about like knowing your audience, understanding an audience, making content for your audience. But I think something that you're really good about and you can kind of see it with your clients is you're really good at kind of building this like community and this feeling of like if you know you know and I'd love to know kind of if there's like you know what that what that thought process is and what you could share with people who also are looking to build that community within their audience so I was like 
I think a lot of my it's weird it's like it's a mind fuck because first with my own TikTok account it was very like that like it felt like a community like especially when I was working at the law firm and building it but I like I made it a point to like engage with my followers like I never was like one of those people who would like post a video and like not respond to comments like I would mm-hmm. be on on the TikTok for like a good like the first two hours like liking and commenting back and having full conversations I would go on TikTok live I had like my regulars da, da, da. so then like once I started managing Dr. Miami I had like a lot of those people like transition just because they wanted to see like what I was doing cool. online like or in my job because they were they were already invested in my career because I was right. talking about the law firm then I switched careers and they were invested in that mm. um and I think that they like made kind of like a if you know you know in his comment section to the point where like the new people were like who is she so then mm. they started researching and then like you said like when you look at Dr. Miami's uh comments they're so nice to me <laughs> But then if you look at my comments now, like, I don't know what, I don't know, I can't, I still cannot explain the shift, but like Dr. Miami's followers love me, but my followers hate me now. And it's so They don't want to see you win. They don't. No, bro, because they love people who are like, like relatable and like super in touch. And then like the minute you like actually start doing well for yourself, they just like- they hate I'm not even themselves. doing that well for myself though so I'm like <laughs> can you guys give me a fucking break but it's like so the people who are invested like during the law firm they loved everything I wore like it didn't matter like what I put on my body they were like yes girl you look so good slay at work da, 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 da. then I went to Dr. Miami they're like slay da, 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 da. and then I guess I got some of his followers like the people who are like who is this girl started following me and then so when I post social media content on my account they love it. Everyone eats it up. But when I post my original content, which was like, you know, like style, fashion, getting ready, they hate it. They fucking eat me the fuck up. And like, when I got to the point where I saw that, like, okay, these people are eating me the shit up. I was like, I have two options. Like, I either fucking, I feel like I see influencers sometimes like lash back at the people who follow them. And I'm like, that's the stupidest thing you could do. Like, it's like biting the hand that feeds you. So I'm like, we're going to make this into an inside joke. So I like started making these like videos, like my followers hate me. And I would start like posting videos of like what they tagged me in. And I'm like laughing, like, I cannot believe they just call me the subway girl. So like, I just keep it like fresh and fun. And I basically just interact with my followers in the same manner that I would interact with like a good friend. Like if my good friend told me, I hate what you're wearing. I would never be like, you stupid bitch and go off on a 10 minute tangent and be like, what are you wearing? Da, 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 da. I would just be like, girl, shut the fuck up. And then we would move <laughs> yeah. on. I, feel like I the, love that. The, like the best way to make a community is treat them like you are, like treat them like your friends. Treat treat them how you treat your real, like in real life, you know, community. So I, I definitely try to bring that energy to like, also Dr. Miami, like when I comment from his account, I literally comment for him, but like as myself, I'm like, yes, girl. <laughs> and they think it's him commenting like that. And then like when I'm responding for myself from his account, I'll be like, slay dash Santina. So they think <laughs> he's also like that, which makes them feel very like. Yeah, I love that. Up. And Bellows too. Yeah. That's such good advice. And I love that you're like, it's it's really great advice to just go with it and to make fun of yourself and to be able to yeah. laugh at yourself too. Because also one, you're then you're taking the power away from them. It's like, oh, you thought you could make fun of me? Psych, I'm going to make fun of myself. Like you don't have yeah. that power over me. And two, it's just like, honestly, a great like content pillar. Like it's, it's well, not pillar, mm-hmm. but like opportunity you know yeah you're like no no opportunities left <laughs> like you're like okay you want to talk shit great I'm gonna make content about it so I think that's yeah that's really smart and I actually think it like incentivizes people to change their minds because like they're scared that I'm gonna like post some fucking like because I posted what they're at so I'm like oh you're like, gonna call them out like, yeah I'm gonna add you but like I don't say anything mean like um and I've gotten like DMs from people who've like been a part of the videos. 
I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to be offensive when in, to- in totality they did. But yeah. I like, I'll respond back to the dean like, girl, no worries. It's all good. I don't give yeah. a fuck. Like, <laughs> like, all love. Yeah, like, it's hard for like someone in real life to offend me, like, let alone someone on the internet who I've never met. Like, you can't. I love that. Yeah, no, you have well, to have especially when like people make comments like so like without thought, you know what I mean? Like they don't like they're like yes, they're thinking it, but there there's not as much like, you know, poison behind it. They're just like they're like Santina girl, like this shirt is not it. And you're like, get fucked. You're like, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not that serious. I'm like, but why do why wouldn't I click on your profile to follow back? <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. If you thought it's, the show it's, was a, it's a parasocial relationship, you know, like yeah. they feel like they have like the right to comment on things like good or bad, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. But honestly, again, just keeping it lighthearted is is probably like the best thing that you can do because it is true. It's so like, it's like embarrassing when like an influencer makes a fucking response video and it's like, like makes a huge fucking deal out of something and it's yeah. like, bro, you look like you're spiraling right now. No, I think it's like <laughs> I I also think, but it's like they I think it's bad to clap back at the people like I said, like bite the hand that feeds you. If you're clapping back at like some fucking like there's times where I make a video and it reaches like men and I'm like, oh no. And then I start getting like men comments. Like I did a a sponsored ad with like Minute Maid and it was just like me going to the beach and like the men were like saying crazy shit. Like they were like, oh, uh, she's mid, uh, her boobs are social distancing. They were saying shit like that. And like oh the only God. reason I didn't, like those kind of comments, like for sure, clap back because you're not biting the hand that feeds you. Yeah. If anything, you're like incentive, like you're, you're like enticing. You're, you're riling up your followers, you're, you're making the support for you stronger because nothing makes someone choose a side faster than conflict Mm -hmm. like if there were people on the fence about you like the enemy of my enemy is my friend so if they're on the fence about me and they don't like that comment they're now gonna double down on me so the other reason I didn't clap back was because I was just like this is a sponsored ad I'm not gonna (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's the worst I'm like um I made money and you're commenting from your mom's basement. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah, posted no. this reel, um, like, a couple weeks ago. A sponsored reel. And, you know, like, the outfit is not outfitting. And that's okay. <laughs> but this girl commented last week and she goes, damn, I hope you got a bag for this. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. Like, I, I, wanted did, to, I wanted to comment back and be like you know the vibes girly and then i was like i, I don't want the brand to see it but i yeah. was like damn she read me for phil <laughs> so funny that's so good um yeah. i'd love to know um briefly because i think a lot of people who are listening who are aspiring social media managers or currently social media managers would I think a big topic of discussion and conflict for people who do this freelance is how to price yourself. So I know that's kind of like a a hard, almost taboo thing to speak of, but on our podcast, we talk about it all. So how, what's kind of your process for understanding how to price yourself? How has that changed? What does it look like now? Just some insight on that. So it is, it's like, it's been a learning process. Um, when I like I said when I was hired I was hired as like a full-time employee here mm-hmm. kind of like at the rate that you would pay um Not like anyone. A, a, an administrator a receptionist or right. whatever and so it was like per hour and then mm-hmm. I was like you know when I figured out that I was going to scale back and all this stuff I'm like I can't work per hour that doesn't make sense like right. you're going to get the same amount of content from me as you did when I was here for five days yeah Um, you said i'm gonna work less and charge more (laughs) (laughs) so we switched to salary i can't speak on specifics for dr for because uh no you know i have i have coworkers. (laughs) (laughs) but about so then when i took on the second client i was like for sure i I need to price this better this needs to (laughs) make more sense so instead of doing like a salary i did it as like a monthly retainer and I basically offered like two options. So either 15 videos 
So I'll post every other day or 30 videos. I'll post every day mm -hmm. on TikTok. And so for the 15, I charge 3000 And then for 30, I charge 55 That's solid. I, yeah. And so I thought of it like, I don't know. I was talking to all like influencers or whatever and they're like girl i know social media managers that charge 10k a fucking month and i'm like who like that's like crazy i don't know i think the the number that i work for bello is like reasonable to me i think it made sense to him and uh yeah now i do it just based like on a like a monthly retainer and when i like now we do like the analog market so I planned that because like a social media kind of event mm -hmm. and uh, I charge on the months that we do that I charge more but yeah I think like like with any job also with Bello I knew that I was going to charge like a little more because the more clients you have the less time you have for yourself so right. like your time becomes like more valuable mm -hmm. and also mm -hmm. your expertise becomes greater like when I started with Dr. Miami, I had zero expertise. I had zero experience. Like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So it made sense for me to just like take the job that was offered and boom. Mm -hmm. But with Bello, it's like, no, I've like, I grew this guy's account from 1.4 million to 2.6 million in six months. Like his engagement went from 5% to 25%. Like these are real, real numbers. And like, now I know that I have that capacity. And so my value is more. And, uh, and also my time is more valuable because, you know, like if I take you on, then I can't take on a third client. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, totally. like, so I'm like, so that's how I reason that pricing. And there are some people who will say that's too much. And there's some people who will say that's too little, but if it works for me and it works for him, then it's. Then it works. Then it works. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. And and I think that's like the hard thing is that, especially in this field, is like pricing is somewhat subjective. It like yeah. it depends on who who's hiring you if they see the value in this or not. Like we we ran across that with our agency a lot. It's like we aren't gonna sit here and explain to you why this is worth it. If you don't see the value, that's fine. Let us move on right. to someone who does see the value. But because it's like such a new field and such a new industry, and like the position specifically of a content creator of a social media manager is on the newer end of things right i think it's there's no established like you know this is what they get paid there's no standard really and again right. like you know it's it is so subjective to the person who's on the other side hiring if they see the value or not it's like we know the value we know how tiktok can literally change a business overnight that's invaluable the way I also think about it is like, um, if you think that your business is gonna get by on like old traditional marketing, you're wrong. Social yeah. media is like a, a necessary expense in a business. And it like, it's like the gift that could keep on giving forever. Cause it really just takes one video, like mm -hmm. one video and it changes the entirety of like your business. Whereas like one ad on Google is not going to change your fucking business. Your SEO yeah. could help, but it's not going to change your business. Right. Like social media could. And another thing is like, I'm kind of like, like as a social media manager, it's like, I'm a little more unique because I have like my own following and they're very invested in the accounts I manage. Right. And so when you put, put into perspective what I charge on my account, for one video to a brand, $3,000 looks really good. Like, right. you know what I mean? It's like right. influencers charge like thousands and thousands of dollars for one video that a brand can use for 30 days. And I'm making you like 15 videos for, I'm making you 15 videos. I'm mentioning you in my account constantly. People are like always seeing like my, your business through my life. Like, it's just kind of like. It's added value yeah it's not like so that's also a little like it's like a little unique to my situation but that's how I justified it to Bello and he ate it <laughs> he ate love it, it. no as he, should, as he should you know 
Yeah. I love that. Um, That's awesome. Since like taking on these clients, have you had like a lot of brands, companies approach you and ask you to come on? Yeah. Like uh, when not like big, not big companies. And also I don't think I'd want to work for a big company because usually those big companies go through an agency. They don't have like yeah. a one person mm-hmm. and everything is like very like bureaucratic red tape. Like you need to ask for approval. It takes yeah. two weeks. By the time it's approved, the fucking video is, like, out of trend. You know what I mean? Like, I would never want to do that. Like, I like to have kind of, I like to work with smaller businesses, like, to have more creative agency. And I'm definitely, like, through my time with Dr. Miami, I've gotten, like, the the privilege of getting to kind of choose what kind of client I want. Mm -hmm. Um. So I've gotten like a lot of like small businesses, like I've got like real estate companies, I've gotten like makeup artists, I've gotten uh, other doctors' offices, I've gotten, um, I don't know, I'm just constantly getting like inquiries. Now I actually, I can, I don't know if I can disclose like the full details, but I just uh, made a deal with an influencer actually to just she just pays me for ideas. So I don't even make the content for her. It's just like a monthly retainer and I give her 20 ideas a month. Oh my God, I love that. So five a week. And to me, that's like, I mean, I do have to research her niche a little more because, but it's for, for the most part, my audience, like the woman, like whatever. So um, I love that because that's also more of a, like a creative director slash creative consulting role, um, which is, which would be really cool to like watch you step into. Yeah. And it's also nice because the 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 nice part about the fact that I have a following and that I'm like seen on camera is that like you know it builds like this community. But the bad part is that if one goes down, we all go down. <laughs> like, it's like it takes him to get canceled, for me to get canceled, for yeah. Bella to get canceled, for <laughs> me to get canceled, for Bella's to get canceled, for Dr. Mary to get canceled. But with this, it's like I'm like a secret writer. Like, you know, like yeah. they don't know. You're a ghost writer. Right. So yeah. I've always felt I've always felt comforted in in that uh everyone's always like social media is so like fickle, you know, like from one day to the next, everyone can hate you, which is true. But I'm like, I've always felt comforted knowing that I could just like be someone's ghost social media <laughs> manager. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. think- is that something that you worry about with Dr. Miami um, or or any of your clients is like, you know, that, that fear of getting canceled and like one wrong video said the wrong way could be it. Yeah. I think if you're a social media manager and you're not worried about that, you're like living in the cloud. Like yeah. <laughs> you have to be worried about that. Everything. It's like when I got the job, I thought it would just be like making little videos, but it's not, it's almost like PR it is it is it's PR it's like audience management it's like all this like shit that like I said it all boils down to do you know people like do you know how people are gonna react do you know the people you're speaking to like because if you're just someone who could you know who's creative and can make a video but doesn't understand the nuance or like the conversation or you know like things could go south really fast so yeah yeah. being able to like read the room is super yeah read the room is so important guys (laughs) don't get canceled be be creative but don't get canceled um this has been so amazing I have one last question just out of curiosity who do you have if any like who are your favorite creators to follow oh my favorites okay I love Monet do you know Monet love Monet I'm actually friends friends with Jalen her her man wait that's so funny he recently followed me on tiktok like i was like following him so then i saw that he followed me and i was like king i don't want your follow i want your girlfriend to follow (laughs) Um, no but i actually love his content too like i followed him independently like before they were even Mm -hmm. dating i think his content is so like asmr like it's very Mm -hmm. like to listen to um I love I love them too. I love uh Hello Taffy. She's been like from the very when she was when she was actually how can I even like not give her her fucking flowers right now? 
Hello, Teffy is the reason I wanted to be a social media manager because she was managing in styles TikTok account. And I was yeah. like, I could do this. Like I could do a pop. Like I was literally at first when I was looking for social media management jobs, I was looking for other magazines, like pop culture magazines, because I wanted to like do exactly what she was doing. And I was like really looking and I couldn't find. But yeah, hello, Teffy. Like I've been there since day one. She just followed me the other day and I was like, yay <laughs> i could die i could die no yeah she's amazing another miami girl so obviously i have to rep and then uh i don't even know like who do i follow these days do you have a dream creator that you would want to work for or work with hello Tuffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no fair she's, it's valid she's literally like my fucking taylor swift like the way that Aww. people die over taylor swift i'm like hello Tuffy. like i remember she followed dr miami like, wait Fucking, I was at the gym yesterday, and this was reminding me. Fucking, I've had a fangirl moment. Fucking Leo Skeppy was in my gym, and I was like, oh my, oh gosh. my God, I love him. Wait, but you're not in Miami? I, no, I live in LA. I just moved to LA. Oh, I was like, he's over there. But yeah, Teppy's also friends with him. Yeah, I was like fangirling. I was like, I love him. <laughs> that's also, like, that's like him and his element, too. Oh, that's I know. Like- Bro, he, he, walked, he walked past me. I didn't even see his face. I knew it was him. <laughs> I was like, I could just tell by his, like, stature. And then he had this, like, little studded, like, Louis Vuitton bag or some shit. And I was like, that's 100% him. I just can't believe that he's even able to go to, like, the gym uninterrupted. I go to, like, a gym that, like, famous people go to. Oh, okay. Yeah. She goes to like, a Beijing gym. I go to... <laughs> stupid bougie like it's actually it's fucking ridiculous another guy another tiktoker i don't know if you know brett newstad or newstand or something like that he's um another creator that i just fucking love and he goes to my gym too and i'm like i I can't say hi though because i'm like i don't want i can't i can't look like a fan yeah you can't be that category we have to organically become friends so they can't know that i know how is it being friends with influencers I literally don't have any influencer friends. It's um, it's normal. It's, it's normal and it's interesting at times because it's like you know we have some friends that are like slightly out of touch, but like you still love them for it. You know, like you kind of find it endearing at that point. And um, but you were friends before they were influencers, or like I'm like how some. do you even go? How do you go from like the fan to friend? you meet them at like events and like so like you again you kind of just like can't approach them as it's it's annoying you're at an event and they're at an event you're kind of already on it even like for example I ran into Dave Dave Port Portney is how you say his last name Portnoy Portnoy at a Tart event last week and I was like okay bet I'm gonna pitch the podcast (laughs) did you like yeah I did She's so you're funny. so fucking like you're that bitch because I could I never had, I had to shoot my shot um but like yeah I think just like at events that you both are at it's like okay you're kind of like on an equal playing field at that point and it can happen naturally but like we obviously are not people who like try to force things we're just like we just vibe but a lot of our friends who were like you know really close with who are influencers we kind of like come up together so it's more so just like we're friends and you know we all grew together nice wait yeah. that's so funny i would be so scared to go up to dave portnoy i'm pitting she, she she's like i'm at this event should i go up to him and i'm like full send bestie and then she's like i did it and i'm like oh shit you actually did it okay <laughs> he was with his girl too so i was like double intimidated <laughs> I'm I'm like, sure he gets that yeah no i go yeah. up to him i'm like so what are the odds i can shoot my shot and pitch my podcast right now he's like go for it i'm like all right bet <laughs> That's oh nice so he seems like the person who like is okay with that yeah one of my favorite one of my favorite clips on the internet is like him doing one of those pizza reviews outside <laughs> you know what i'm talking about and people keep like yes. coming up and interrupting and are like this pizza fucking sucks and he's like i don't own the fucking pizza place it <laughs> yeah. fucking it yeah. sends me everything so if i feel like if we were gonna go up to like anyone he would probably be like the most receptive yeah for sure um, he's also like the fucking president of Barstool. Like, what does he know about decorum, like, or manners? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
<laughs> not us yeah. talking shit about him now. <laughs> no, like if there's one person who like you really should not give a fuck what they no. think about like etiquette, it's Dave Portnoy. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. Like yeah, there, it's it's not like there's no time or place. It's like, eh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. gotta shoot now the shot. The, now is the time. Now is the place. And yeah. he was also in a room full of beauty influencers. Like the odd man out. I was like, he. I, you're like I'm you're doing him a favor. <laughs> I'm like this is yeah. the perfect opportunity. That's so like, funny. Why are you here, Dave? Yeah, He's supporting like, his girl. I was literally like, I was like, how did you get dragged here? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> she wanted to come. Okay, anyways, thank you so much, Antina. This has been so amazing. It's been so cool to, like, watch your journey as a consumer. And, you know, we've been fangirling about you for a while. We're like, damn, she's killing it. We got to get her on the pod. So this has been so amazing. If our audience wants to follow you and your journey, where can they find you at? Oh, my God. They can find me. I always say this. Everyone, every time I do a thing, they ask me. And then I realize I need to switch all my social medias to be the same. (laughs) So, but on TikTok it's San Rizzle. You can also see me on the Real Doctor Miami and uh, Bella's Film Lab, and then on Instagram it's Santina X Rizzi, which I should change to San Rizzle, but I have not. You're good, and we'll make sure we have it in the description so everyone can get the wording right. If you guys have enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot, post it in your stories, let us know that you're listening, that you loved it, and that wraps us up. We'll see you guys next week or in the next two weeks for another episode.